Yes, ma'am. Uh, in the book of Genesis, where God gave Abraham the instructions, he was talking specifically to Abraham. Uh -huh. Now, in Hebrews, I think it's the 13th chapter, where the Bible says that he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yes. What, okay, whatever instructions in that God gives the New Testament church, and we are a part of that New Testament church. Whatever instructions that God gives us, whether it be perfect or whatever, the scripture applies to us just like it applies to Abraham. Uh, uh, when, when Paul in the book of Hebrews said that he's the same today, yesterday, and forever, he was explaining to the Hebrews how unchangeable God was. And above that, there were a lot of instructions that they had given the church. And he said to them that he's the same. He requires, you know, this of you just like he did. You know, he's the same. He doesn't change. So whatever instructions God has for us, including perfection in whatever areas that he requires us to be perfect in, he doesn't change. I'm saying, I'm asking this question to help you to think and to help you to know how narrow the path is. Not only did he tell Abraham, he said in the New Testament, I think in the book of uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew 5.48. Be ye therefore perfect. He said, I want you to be perfect. Even, be ye therefore, he said, I want you to be perfect. Be ye, you, mean you. Be ye therefore perfect. Even, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. Did you hear that? Huh? Now that's narrow. That is what you call treading on thin ice. Then he said, I don't want you to even error. Do not error, he said, my beloved brother. I want you to think after we have been baptized in Jesus' name, after we've been filled with the Holy Ghost, that's the time that we need teaching as never before. Huh? Some people, don't, all they know is I thank God for the baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and I thank God he blessed me from an accident today, and I thank God I got a raise on my job, and I thank God. How do you need to know how to be saved? Teach them to observe all things. You just not coming out of the world, coming over here on some new ground, a new territory, and you don't know nothing when it comes to entering into God's kingdom. You don't know. Preachers don't know. All they know is how to rebuke. Huh? And hammer on the people instead of trying to help them. To understand that what they already have. Now the sad part about it. Everybody don't have the Holy Ghost. But as I said Sunday. You need the Holy Ghost. 
everybody needed. My subject tonight is walking with God. Huh? Walking, walking with God. To learn about him, you got to walk with him. To know him, you got to walk with him to know him. So many people have started to walk in with him, but they stopped. He wants us to know who he is. There's a lot of fear that we should have when we really learn who God is. So much so, it will cause you to tremble. Now, Jeremiah said this, and we're going to go on with the lesson. In the 10th chapter of Jeremiah, verse 23, it reads like this. Oh Lord, oh Lord, I know, I know that the way of man. Wait a minute, I want you to try to say it, just imitate him. Say it like you think he really said it. Now, this is Prophet Jeremiah. Oh Lord, do everybody have that? Everybody have that? Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, the 23rd verse. I don't know whether I feel like teaching or preaching, but I think it would be better teaching for the shower of rain. Amen. No, I can't. I ain't going to do both of them. <laughs> preaching is speeding. Teaching is taking your time and giving it. Jeremiah said, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I know. I know. I know. Who else know? Who else know like Jeremiah? Lord, I know. Now do you know? Huh? I don't think some of us know. It's because we are taking time out and we are doing things the way we feel that they should be done. Amen. Amen. Let me see who I want. Uh, was the brother way back then? My brother, yes. Why are you sitting way back there? You usually sit up here. Marco, what you talking? You ain't gonna never get no wife like that. Come on up here. Come on up here. Leave somebody back there, whoever you beside. And they need to follow you too. Why your Bible? Oh my Lord. Oh, you did? Well, I tell you what you do. You all just about the same color. Sit close to that lady right there. Get up there, get close to her, so you can look on her back. <laughs> she ain't gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh, oh, you're breaking. See that? She don't even move the place. She's so polite. <laughs> all right. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I, I know. No, I know, and I'm questioning, do we know? Do we know? 
all the ways of a man is right in his own eyes. We walk as we see fit, as what we think. But I know that the way of man, the way of man, is not in himself. It is not in himself. It is not in man. It is not in man that walketh. That walketh a man that got two feet. It's not in no man that walketh to direct his steps. To direct his step that said that you need to be instructed by somebody who have a greater knowledge than you. It is not left with man that walketh to direct his steps. To direct his steps because a good man's steps is ordered by the Lord and each day God should direct our steps when you first get up in the morning you should acknowledge God and that's a lot of us don't even do that we should let God direct our step. And if you let God direct your step, brother, sister, you ain't got no right to error. Is that right? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, God wants you to let him take the lead. God wants you to let him give you orders. That you don't supposed to do nothing but just stand there or sit there until God gives you orders. I know that the way of man is not found in himself. It is not in man that walketh. It is not even in man. You don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do. If God tells you tonight to go to heaven, what would you do? Which way would you go? Where is heaven? Now let me tell you something. When it comes before God, we all are dummies. When it comes before God, we are all online. When it comes before God, we all, even uh, if you didn't know, not even in your ABCs with Him. We just that far off. He have to teach us everything we know. And he's coming and pertaining to the kingdom of God. Because that's something we don't know. It's like the Bible said when it said a new birth. This is a new birth, like a newborn baby born in the world. Then you don't know what's right. Now let me go back to get something. God got plenty for us tonight. The longer you sit sometime, the more you learn. The quieter you get, the better off you'll be. I don't mean you. I mean myself. When I'm not teaching Bible class, when I'm not preaching, God is speaking to me. When I'm sitting down there, or when I'm sitting up here and somebody else is preaching or teaching, God is speaking to me. And God is showing me things. If there's mistakes that is being made, amen, God help me to see it. Anything that, that go on that is not like it should be, God help me to see that. He don't leave me down there just to be preached to. 
or maybe somebody's teaching, amen, he shows me everything, even all the errors or whatnot. And I sit there and take note in my mind. I don't worry about little babies or little children getting baptized. And you shouldn't either. Because, honey, if they die, they go in where you trying to get. For the king of all the earth will do right. Six years old and seven years old and eight years old. If you try to encourage them and force them into it, when they get in their teens, I declare they're going to go back out here on the most of them. Now you say what you want to, they're going back out there because they have never experienced nothing out there. They don't know what's that like out there. They want to try it. Let them grow up and let God deal with their heart. Yet you teach them what's right. But let God deal with them. A baby don't know nothing about repenting. And when I say a baby, I don't mean a newborn baby. I mean someone that is six and seven years old. Not some of y'all, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but amen, I, I know I'm right. What must I do to be saved? To have eternal life. He said, repent. Stop doing wrong. Stop doing what you are doing. Stop your lying. You know you're telling a lie. You know you're lying. You know you're committing adultery. You know you're fornicating. You know all these things. Drinking or what have you. He said, consider all of this is wrong. Stop and turn around. Because confessing is not repenting. Not at all. Now I'm talking about where are you supposed to be headed? Anytime you repent and are baptized in water in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you start walking with God. Walking where? Going to perfection. You should never stop. You're on your way to perfection. Now God said since you are headed in the right direction, he said don't even error. You don't have to do wrong. You don't have to make a mistake. If you let God lead you all the way, he will not get you out there and say, try on your own. He's going to lead you from the day you cry, Abba, Father. The day you get the new birth, you start walking with God. Now I'm talking about a walk. I'm talking about being perfect. That's why that I asked the question and still is. And I want you to think. This thing is much narrower than we think. It's not how well you can preach or teach. It's not how well you can quote scriptures. It doesn't matter how you can shout. Doesn't matter how you can sing. But we are talking about being perfect 
on your way to perfection, Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. Is he telling you the same thing? Is he telling you, no, he hasn't made no promise to you yet. He makes a promise. If you do what he tells you to do, he said, now if you do this, then I'll make you a promise. I'll tell you what I'll do for you. Now, think about it. Without reaching perfection, you are not headed in the right direction. God does not excuse us from making the slightest mistake. Do you ever think about it? That's the reason why. Jesus did not err. He didn't sin. He did not make one mistake. If he just had made one, we would have had an excuse. He didn't have to make five or six or so many. If he just had made one mistake, then we would have had an excuse. But find in the scripture where he made just one mistake. Find in the scripture where he just made one error. And then we will be able to say, well, Jesus made one. He was our pattern. He didn't even let allow one scripture to be broken. He was justified in everything he went to do. Now he gave us the same thing that he had. But remember, for the Holy Ghost would Jesus would he maybe would he err would he didn't he have the Holy Ghost huh If Jesus had the Holy Ghost, I'm saying if, but since he had the Holy Ghost and was led by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says even when he went out, out, of the, out of the river of Jordan into the wilderness, he is being led by the spirit of the Holy Ghost into the wilderness. Now all while he was out there for 40 days and 40 nights without eating and drinking at all. 
He was being tempted. Nobody else, no other human being was around. Out there with wild beasts and everything alone. My Lord, I would have been afraid for one thing. But he was out there alone. And all the while he was out there, God, I'm not afraid to say that, God, his father was teaching him in the wilderness. I'm speaking now Jesus as a man. If God had never had the second man Adams to come to us like the first man Adam came and failed, God said, I'm going to still use a man. Because all of us will say, well, we can't live like God. God can't be tempted, but God is a spirit. But he said, I'm going to give you a man. That's going to come from a woman. And you will know him from his, his babyhood all the way up. You got record on it. Even before he was born. After he was born. And after he went through and after he followed his mother and Joseph. All the way up to the age of 12. As a child, he thought it was time for him to go about to do his father's business or his will. As a child, he thought so, but it was not time. He only became our example at the river of Jordan. 30 years old. Responsibility now is time. That's why I don't see why it's so hard for people, amen, to say, I don't need to be baptized in water. He was baptized. He didn't have to be baptized, but being our example, he had to be baptized, or somebody would have had an excuse. Well, Jesus was never baptized. But thank God he was. Hallelujah. Oh yes. He was God's perfect, perfect sacrifice. No blemish. No fault that could be found of him. They tried to find it. When he was baptized by John and went into the wilderness, don't you think it was easy? He had to fight against everything. I guess he had to fight against the mosquitoes too. Oh yes. Being tempted of hungry. Everything, but he was up there. Until the 40 days and night had been accomplished. 
Now he's stronger and he is prepared now to get the job done. Amen. You'll never be what God wants you to be. Amen. Just using the word or relying upon I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. You got to fast and pray. Because your flesh is your worst enemy. Then you got to try to conquer it. You can't say that you can't do it. It must be done in order for you to be saved. But before then, you've got to make sure you've got the Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, you can overcome. If you got the Holy Ghost, you can say, like Paul, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Doesn't make no difference because a, a, a woman don't have a husband. You can live right without a man. You don't have to have a man to live right. You can kill this. He said, mollify your flesh. That means kill it. You don't have to do wrong. Well, you see, I ain't got no wife. I ain't got no husband. If you're that weak, get you one. Oh, that's what the Bible said. This is what has to be done. But for God's sake, you must have the Holy Ghost. For you cannot live holy without the Holy Ghost. I don't care how hard to try. <laughs> Religion won't get it. Oh no. You must have something more than just a religion. Religion just is right to do his part. But the Holy Ghost is the one that will, will get the job done. So Jesus being led in the wilderness, he stayed there. Some of you can't go one day fast. I know what you'll kill anything like that. A snake won't die that easy. Maybe you city folks don't know that, but there is some snakes, it take them all, you can smash their head up, but it take them all day long, some parts of them to die. And a giant snake, you can beat him and break him up, and he gonna twist around there until he get all of himself back together and join himself right back up and then they go crawling. It's like to dry bones in the valley. Here's a little up over here jumping and wiggling. There's some more of him over there jumping and wiggling. His head is way over there jumping and wiggling and all that. But they're going to find their parts. That's what he needs to call it, a Johnny snake. Now, some of y'all don't know what I'm about to do. Contrary, folks. Let me see. Can I get... No, you city folks. The Holy Ghost is much quicker than anything else there is in the world. 
You may go to do something. The Holy Ghost said, no. I remind myself it being the Holy Ghost. Many times my wife would be fixing to whip one of those children, you know. She gets them. She said, come here. I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to Come here and she have some other. I said, no, don't, don't. She freezes. Then she turned around. It means I, I ought to put it on you. <laughs> she wanted to do something with it. Abraham walked before me. And be thou perfect. You notice in the same lesson that we are talking and teaching tonight, I want you to be aware that God is telling you, He's telling us the same thing He told Abraham. But I see a mighty few of us is doing like Abraham did. way for you to be saved without being perfect. There's no way for you to know who God is without walking with him. You don't have to say nothing. But he said walk before me. Live right. Do what's right. Don't even error. He knows that we are his children. And he knows that there's things that we don't know even what end of the stick to take or to get your own to. In the book, Of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 16 and Ephesians 2 and 2 and 4 and 1. But go to back again, go someone but then here to Matthew 5 48. Be ye therefore perfect. I got a test. Something to help you to think. It's a test word. If you're not sure. If you're not sure, don't raise your hand. Forget about me as being the teacher and think about I am in Christ's stead. If you look on me as being Jesus up here now, I know you wouldn't want to willfully lie to him. 
or would you? Think. After you answered, I got another question. I got another question for you. But I want you to think. Not how many think, but how many know? How many know without a shadow of a doubt that you got the Holy Ghost? Hands up without a shadow of a doubt. If you don't know, don't raise your hand. Lord have mercy. Well, I say without a shadow of a doubt. Some of y'all I don't see with your hands up, I guess. Well, I don't blame you if you're not sure. Thank you. How can you start out living right if you ain't got the Holy Ghost? How many started out day one stumbling and falling? You need the Holy Ghost to live right. You don't need the Holy Ghost to treat your wife right or your husband right. You need some love. Come on. You need some love. God didn't say that now you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now this is what you need or you need. Now this now since you're filled with the Holy Ghost. But the instructions are on. A married woman cares for the things of the world. That's any married woman. Sure. And you ain't got no business getting married until you're ready for marriage. So I'm married for different reasons. To get away from the home. Or to have their own apartment or own a house or whatever reason. Married woman cares for the things of the world and how she may please her husband. That means she loves him. She wants to please him. And she will go to any extent that she has to please him. Likewise the husband. If they try to please each other, sometimes you may have to displease yourself to please the wife or to please the husband. But as long as you try to please each other, what could go wrong in a marriage? Tell me, what could go wrong? If each one is striving to please the other one. But when you are selfish and trying to just please yourself. Everything. Can go wrong. But you need the Holy Ghost to live right. Now the Holy Ghost will help out. With family problems. With wife and husband. 
is because then that's where God steps in and said, since you're married and I am the church, he said, now husband will love your wife. Even as Christ had loved the church and gave himself for it. But some things, when it comes to the world, you do it on your own. All right, so he said in Matthew 5, 48, listen to this now, we're getting to it, listen. Be ye therefore perfect. Who is he telling to be perfect? Everybody, the sinner and everybody. Is that right? Huh? Well, you got it talking to Mike, telling who? Be ye therefore No, I didn't say read it, I said who is he talking to? The church. Oh, she's saying it's so low. The church. The church. The church. The household of faith. Are you striving to be perfect? If you're not, you got where she stop. Go on and get ready for the lake. Holiness is not easy. But I know one thing. If you got confidence in yourself and confidence in God's word. And you know you got the Holy Ghost. You can say if anybody else make it, I'm going to make it too. Understand this. The lake was not made for God's people. But the devil is deceiving so many. Most of us has turned back. We that haven't turned back, we are turning back. If Jesus don't hurry up and come, I wonder who will be left. I know some will be left, but Lord have mercy. Because you know what? How far could I get? Starting from this point. And there is a straight path. Not a road, but a straight path. That's leading me the right way. How far could I get being blindfolded? Walking. He said, don't error. Going this way or that way. We must set our eyes on the prize, on him and purpose in our heart I won't miss the mark I made up in my mind others may stop others may go astray but I made up in my mind I'm going straight there's plenty of things to hinder you 
But I'm like Jesus. When he said the prince of this world coming. But it find nothing in me. There's nothing I want out there so bad until I leave God for it. I don't like for you to say this world has nothing to offer. You don't know what you're talking about. This world has a whole lot to offer. Huh? Women's included. All of them is out there. Money, everything is out there. And it's in the devil's power to release some of it to you. Some of us backslide for many reasons. I feel sorry and I pray and I pray. But look like to me, the more I pray, the worse the things get. The devil has blinded us so much so. Until we want to have our cake and eat it too, but you can't have it. You got to let wily things go. You got to forget about prosperity. God give riches to who he want to have them. He said, you don't have to worry about it. I'll give it to you. But don't forsake me. Don't neglect me. Lay these things aside. When you get where you need to get, I'll give you whatever you need. I'll give it to you. I'm glad that I come in the knowledge that everything that is on the earth, under the earth, in heaven, everything belongs to God. It's because everything was here when we got here. And God said, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine. Everything is mine. There's nothing yours, it's mine. We'll stop coming to church to do what we want to do. Don't you know God said he's jealous? How can we say we love God and reaching after these things and laying God back there? When he said, forsake not to assemble yourselves together. God wants us to be in his presence and he wants to be in our presence. God wants us to meet on Sunday morning where we can praise him. From all of last week, now here we come through those doors or whichever way we come, ready to give God praises and thanking him for bringing us back again. And we somewhere doing our thing. I want you to think and yet you say I've got the Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Ghost leading you like that? The Holy Ghost telling you to stay at home? The Holy Ghost telling you to go on some vacation? Isn't it wonderful when a man take a bride? He marry on Sunday or Saturday, I mean. And he know church is the next day. And he go out of town, ain't studying about no church. 
about who you got and what you're going to accomplish. God said, I've been good to you all this time. But there is a few that will say, I'm going to church on Sunday morning. Then I can go on my honeymoon. Don't you know if you do that, he'll go with you. God wants us to please him. And we can do it if we really got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is something. Hallelujah. Now, did we ever get to Matthew 5? All right. Did we finish that? Read it again, because I've got something else to say. Be ye therefore perfect. I want you. And every time I go back to this, I want you to search yourself and ask yourself the question, am I perfect? If I ask you to raise your hand tonight and to ask who is perfect, oh, there's something else I want to say. God told me, Lord, you told me, God told me, Jesus told me, the Holy Ghost. to stop trying to put people in heaven. You don't know, I don't care whether they're a saint or what. You don't even know whether you're ready. Nobody, nobody him. When they die, nobody, nobody God. Then we will have on the obituary home going to what home? I want you to think God told me when I was sitting and I was listening he said amen say not nobody know but me but your imagination what you think but you don't know A man's spirit is the candle of the Lord. He searches out the individual. Nobody knows us like God. We don't know ourselves like God knows. My Lord. Before I forget it, put it on your prayer list. I got a long distance call before I left home that uh, sister 
Linda, I don't know where she married again, but she was Linda Hubbard. Brother Lonzel John, ex-wife. John. She's in California. I think she was out there because of her father. Just a few minutes before I left home, she called. Said, Mission, will you please pray? My father just had a stroke. They're looking for him to die. They don't even have him on a life support. Say, please, please, please pray. And she wasn't just talking. She was crying. I said, well, I'm going right to church. And I will tell the saints to pray. I think he was about 75 years old. I'm wondering. If God tolerate a person to live to an old age. And when God say, time out, he blow the light out. And that's it. Sometimes you don't wait that long. I pause there to tell you to pray for Sister Linda and pray for the family that if he ain't dead and if God see fit because he can do it He's able to even stop you from dying. Bring you back. Not only stop you from dying, you can be dead. And he'll bring you back. Lord have mercy. Amen. That's the reason why that I said many times, and I'm saying it now, that I don't only belong to my family my natural close relative family. Amen. I belong to all of you. I know if my wife lived longer than I, she have the last say around with the children. But don't hurry up and bury me when I die. No, no, don't do that. I, I might come back. That's the truth. And you're so quick to get them out. Get them out. Get, don't make no difference if I have to stay in there all night. What's going to rush to get me out of there for? And I declare, I believe, and it may not be true, but I believe once you get those undertakers get a hold of you, if you ain't dead, you will be. I believe that because that's where their money coming from. Amen. Some of them, the reason they didn't kill, some of them, they couldn't catch them. Now, that's the truth. 
So don't be in a hurry to get me out of there. If my wife, if I live longer than she lives, honey, I ain't going to get you out there soon. No, it's not. With you, you don't know. I may have, have something feeling around the wall at night. I may feel over there and that's her in the bed there. Amen. Let's come back to life. So don't be so quick to do that. But I believe that you can live so. When you lose somebody as close as a wife, you can tell God to give her back to you. Of course, that's before she be a bomb. You can ask God to give her back. I don't care what it is. I just said that'd be funny. But whatever it is, God made the body. He knows about it. And if he telling me like he told Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask whatever you will. And I'll do it. Have you got tired of walking? Are you tired? You don't want to walk no further? Some people can't walk very far until they say, I'm tired. I got to rest. You can't rest on this journey. You got to keep on going. Did we start back? See, I'm trying to get it stamped in and trying to let you see. You can't play around and live holy. You've got to repent for every, for even a, 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 a carnal thought. You've got to repent for dreaming dreams wrong. Filled to dreamers. But I'll tell you what I want you to do. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to turn to the book of Jude. Lord, here we go. Here we go. Amen. I'm going to preach this message one day. But I just want you to see what, how God is dealing with Jude here. Amen. The first chapter of Jude or the last? Jude was a very short writer and he also is known as the brother of Jesus. Listen to what he said. Which verse you want? Start with the first verse. Jude, 
The servant of Jesus Christ. The servant. Now listen. I, oh, I, I love that word. The servant. The servant. Are oh, you a servant of his? Isn't that something to think about? Are you a servant of his? Judah, servant of Jesus Christ. And brother of James. And brother of James. To them that are sanctified by I'm God. I'm writing to them, not to the whole world. This doesn't apply to sinners. But to them that are sanctified. Them that have set themselves apart. What one of the categories are you in? To them that are sanctified. By God the Father. By God the Father. And preserved in Jesus Christ. All right. And called. And called. Listen, read that again. I want you to get that and called to. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. The servant of Jesus Christ. And brother of James. And brother James. To them that are sanctified. To them that are sanctified. By God. By God. The Father. Uh-huh. And preserved. Uh-huh. In Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And called. And called. Read. Mercy unto you. We need mercy, don't we? Mercy unto you. And peace. And peace. And love. And love. Be multiplied. Be multiplied. We need that too. Read. Beloved. Beloved. When I gave all diligence uh -huh. to write unto you of the common salvation. Right. It was needful for me. It was needful for me to put in there. To write unto you. To write unto you. And exhort you. And exhort you. That you should earnestly. To encourage you that you should earnestly. Contend for the faith. Don't let that go for nothing. Stay in the apostolic faith. There's nothing else on earth is right but this. You can say you're Pentecostal. There's many different denominations that say they're Pentecostal. But Pentecostal what? Honestly, contend for the faith. Which was once delivered Which to was once passed on to you. It never changed. The baptism in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin, being filled with the Holy Ghost, has never changed. Living a holy and a sanctified life has never changed. God's still requiring you to do it. Read. For there are certain men. There are certain men. Crept in unaware. And a lot of them in the church today, Lord have mercy, I wish I could get them out of there. Huh? Now they was creeping in way back there. Certain men, he could have called a name, but he didn't do it. Certain men. Crept in unaware. Crept in unaware. Now you can put it either way. Some of them come from other places here and say they got the Holy Ghost. Ain't got nothing. Never had nothing. Some of them come from down there. Never had nothing. Now this is bad. And try to live something you ain't got no power to live it with. That's the reason I said when I did say it, beating a dead horse ain't going to do no good. If you're going to 
beat something, and for God's sake, let him have some feelings in him. You can holler at a child and scold them so and beat them so you know they will, they'll, they'll get so tough and stubborn. They don't pay no attention to your hollering, your beating, whatever you do, they just go on. Wife, don't pay no attention to the husband always scolding at her, beating her, knocking her down. She get up. You're going to have to do the same thing tomorrow or the next day. And you'll keep on. Don't ever try to make a woman afraid of you, your wife, because she'll kill you. She'll kill you. This one was unsaved, but that goes for a lot of them because we got a lot of unsaved folks. This husband would beat his wife. He would beat her. And he knew that she was afraid of him, but she just beat her. Finally, she said, he got to go to sleep. And I'm going to fix him. She was in the kitchen though she was cooking. She put some water on. The water was boiling. And she said she was going around through the house. Say, Lord, what can I do to make this water hotter? And said she thought about some lie, devil lie. And she got so much of that and put it in there. And he, after beating her, laying up on his pillow, when she got that water fixed up, she went up to him and dashed a pan of boiling water in his face. And she took off. Left him the peeling. No skin. You took at him. You thought he was a white man. Skinned him all the way down. You don't know what they think. Don't ever let one. Or cause one to be afraid of you. Because they'll get you. It's terrible. I know another one that said that you done beat me your last time. So she went to bed with the butcher knife under her pillow. And just as he went to sleep and was snoring, she got that butcher knife and got up on her knees and said she was coming down. That must have been the Lord caused him to open his eyes. Say he opened his eyes, he yelled, oh honey, please don't, please don't, uh, ah. Say she was fixing to starve him to death. Dangerous. But every one of them needed God. God was 
Ghost speak to us before we get our plot together. The Holy Ghost will speak and say, don't do it. VJ is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. You don't have to fight your own battle. Let God fight your battle. He'll do it. But we got to believe that he'll do it. All right, so Jude said, For there are certain men crept in unaware. Unaware. Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Listen to this now. Ungodly they men. They were devils when they came in here. Everybody that preach up here ain't fit to preach. I know that. But I'm not to judge. Everybody that teach up here is not right to teach. But I'm not to judge. Judas was a devil. But he was ordained just like the 11. And he went about with them, taking part in everything. When Jesus said from the beginning he was a devil, but did he sing on him out and say, you can't go with them, you can't preach, you can't help heal nobody, and he was laying hands on others just like the others were. A devil, a devil. Born a devil. Don't you know that I know his devil's up here? But God have to do what he see fit to do. You can't do it. It's devils everywhere. But you can purpose in your heart, I'm not going to allow the devil to take over in my life. I'm not going to allow him to do it. Some crept in unaware. Some come up out of the room. That ain't speaking in no tongue. And now some of these preachers done got in it. So many are. That ain't speaking in no tongue. You hear more than that, more of that than anything else. Get so anointed, did a harsh shit me all over, and you, oh, that that ain't the Holy Ghost. That don't move me. Jesus didn't speak in tongue that many times. I don't think Paul did either when he said, I speak in tongues more than you all. But every time he opened his mouth, he wasn't shalamanyata. Y'all done learned that mess. You need to put it down. You need to start patting after others. That ain't God. You're trying to fool folks. 
It impressed them that is God. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about the ones come here that you pattern after. Come on. They are shot and all that. That don't move me. And you need to watch. Amen. And, and get teaching from your daddy. Stop looking and listening. You picks up everything but the right thing. You better know his spirit. Now listen to what he said. For there are certain men, the certain men crept in unaware. They crept in unaware and listen, I will be sometime, I don't know what evangelist to get to bring into this place to preach to this congregation. Because you don't always judge another man's house. And some of them that comes in is not qualified to get the job done. They crept in unaware. Who were before of old. I declare, I declare unto you that there are some so-called preachers. God didn't call them and God didn't send them. That's we not tell Brother Roland. He wanted to preach so bad. But brother don't move until God get you or make you qualified to do it. Because you got a responsibility. You got to be a leader. You got to separate yourself from the things out there that is not like God. And let God be first in your life and everything. Some tripping unaware. Who were before of old uh -huh. ordained to this condemnation. Listen now, ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men. Ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God uh -huh. into lasciviousness. Into lasciviousness. Isn't that being done now? Huh? Do y'all know what lasciviousness is? That's what they're doing now. Where can you find a clean preacher? Where can you find one that will stand for righteousness? Not everyone that say unto me, Lord, Lord, has the message. Some of them talk about and low-rate homosexuals when they are one of themselves. One preaching it is that. Lesbian preaching on lesbian is one themselves. God don't want you to settle for anything. You should know something about God. And how can you know something about it if you don't walk with him? You got to walk with him daily. Keep company with him. Lord have mercy. Now I feel like the Holy Ghost coming up on me. Amen. For me to speak in tongue. Hallelujah. But this is the way it is. 
I preached a message once before. Who do you think you're fooling? Who do they think they're fooling? Some people don't know anything you have to do what you do. Now let me say this. I, I know we have a man, a few uh, white members in here, thank God for them. But I want to tell you something about the class of white people. They think all of them, I'm talking about unsaved. They think that they so far over the black man of the black race until whatever you're doing with respect, you're doing it because of they is who they are. I was at the market once, I think, a clothing store, something, and it was two or three white ladies behind me. Oh, about the distance from me to the third bench. And uh, me being polite, when I went in, and they wasn't too far behind me, I held the door open for them. Till the last one got in and they just walked on in, not saying anything. Why, you think I held the door for you because you were white? I would have held it over for black the same way. When the last one got in there and said, I say, thank you. <laughs> You're not obligated to do that, just showing respect. My sister in Detroit, Sister Cooper, her next door neighbor, she picked at her all the time. You know how close those houses is in Detroit, you know, they close, amen, but they go up, 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 you can go as high as you want to, but not out as wide as you want, you know. And she picked at my sister. My sister just had got the Holy Ghost, because if she hadn't had the Holy Ghost, oh, she, she was terrible. I've seen her at school, got to fight with a girl about her age, a little bit older, and she got a little stick with a knot on the end of it. And she was beating on that girl so bad, when they pulled her off of her, she dropped her legs around the girl's neck, yet they were pulling her, she was pulling the girl. She wasn't a friend. But this lady here, she, she picked at her. And she just had got the Holy Ghost and she, 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 she cried. She said, I wouldn't take it so hard if she just knew that I had the Holy Ghost. See, but she think I'm afraid of her. The reason why I won't do anything, I won't say no more. I'm not afraid of her. Say, I just really wish she knew that I got the Holy Ghost. The reason I ain't doing nothing to her. And that's the way some people is today. They think because you take down and think, oh, I know what I intend to say, Lord, I thank you. They think because you so, this is what I, I brought up to say about the lady that I opened the door for. These evangelists and different things, they don't know that the, uh, the, that the South is full of hospitality. 
And they think that you just honor them because of where they came from. The sisters will get around and they'll do this. They'll take their briefcase and they'll take their whatever they got and they'll be so nice to them and they will do this. And they take that for your ignorance in a way. Oh, you may not believe it, but it's true. They think where you, where they came from, amen, that they deserve that honor from you, amen, and you stoop down to them. But if they only knew that we teach hospitality here and how to be nice, not where you came from. Where you came from amount to nothing. But they don't think that. And then rebuke you. And then tell you, come on to the altar. Come to this altar, you want to be saved. You are this, that, that, and you go flock into the altar. Just like you ain't got a bishop in the house. Just like you ain't been taught nothing. Oh, this is it, I know it. Wind up like the preacher went in preaching. Take all your glasses off. God's gonna wake a miracle in here. All y'all believe in bringing glasses up here. And he was full of faith. Had that all in Detroit. They was walking up there with the big basket and putting our glasses in there. Shout the victory. He that was conducting the program, he got up in and show you how much faith he got. You don't need him. He got up in there. Pushed all of them expenses glass. But the pastor was sitting up there and never took his off. Now they weren't watching the pastor, they were just listening and doing what they were told to do. After a few minutes, some couldn't make it back to the seats. <laughs> couldn't see how to get back to the seats. The glass was gone. Then they turn around blaming the pastor. Say, pastor, why didn't you tell us? He said, well, you see, I didn't take mine off. And their glasses was gone. Don't the bishop mean something? Ain't he telling you something? Do you have to receive every little cry? Walk before me and be perfect. Let's get down to expedite time because it's just about time to quit. Down in the book. What are you reading now? Jude. Jude, Jude, Jude. Four, uh, four uh, verse four. Get verse seven. See what that says. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah. No, I don't want that one. Eight. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers. No, I don't want that either. I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving to Enoch. 
Verse, verse, verse 14. I know it's somewhere. And Enoch also. Listen, Enoch also. The seventh from Adam. Uh-huh. Prophesied of these, saying. He prophesied of these, saying. Behold. Behold. The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Read. To execute judgment upon all. Uh-huh. And to convince all. Uh-huh. That are ungodly among them. Of all their ungodly deeds. Yes. Which they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches. All right. Which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. All right. I want you to get uh, Genesis 5.22. I think it's 5.22.27. I think that's what I want. And Enoch, Enoch walked with God. He done what? He walked with God. He done what? He walked he with God. He walked with God. God is expected by every one of us to walk with him where you can learn who he is. If you walk with him, you can talk with him. He walked with God. Now because he walked with him, listen what happened. And Enos walked with God. He walked with God. And he was not. He was not. For God took him. God took him. Read. And Methuselah. Methuselah. Lived a hundred eighty and seven years. All right. And begat Lamech. Huh? That's the end of Enos. What? That's the end of Enos. No, but I want Methuselah. Oh, you want Methuselah too? Yeah. Didn't uh, Enos have something to do with Methuselah? Okay. And Methuselah lived 180 and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech uh-huh. 780 and two years and begat sons and daughters. Now listen, I'm going back. I thought y'all said God was the same today, yesterday, Why those folks live so long and our lives not so short? Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I know I asked you why. I asked you why. Didn't they live? Huh? And, and, and listen, they were strong too because they was way up in their age and talking about old, old, and we got children. Old men's children have to look old. No, they don't. How old was he? 780 and two years. Who? Methuselah. Come on. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years. I know what. so populated now 900 oh yes if they hadn't been dying out I mean the world would have been overpopulated I, I, 
I said, I don't want to get old where I'll be in the way. Yeah, but them folks wasn't in the way. Those folks was doing something. Wasn't they doing something? Huh? Read that again. I'll show you they were doing something. And Methuselah lived after he begat Laban. Seven hundred eighty and two years. Now you hear that, don't you? And, and look, look how old he was. And begot sons and daughters. He begot sons and daughters. Being that old, age was just a number. You ought to want to live as long as you can and die when you can't help it. I just don't want to live so long and get so weak till I be in people's way. I don't want to be in nobody's way. But if God give me the strength, amen, where I can be independent, go where I want to go, do what I want to do, and all of this, amen, then I would want to be around a long time. Maybe get married three or four times. What's well, all that's in it if she don't live and I live that long? Amen. All right. Listen. And Lamech lived a hundred eighty and two years uh -huh. and begot a son. And begot a son. And he called his name Noah. Oh, Lord. Do you hear this? But the main thing I want you to focus on right now as we close is Enoch. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse, I think about five or six. Now he said over that, why she just got to reading that in walk with God. Is that right? Mm -hmm. He walked with God. God wants everybody or every one of his children to walk with him. Where you can get acquainted with him. Listen. By faith. By faith. Enoch was translated. He was translated. That he should not see death. That God promised him that listen, if you walk with me, you won't see death. Now I like that part. I would rather be translated. Caught up. And if I be here till Jesus come, I will be caught up. Amen. I don't have to go by the way of the grave or by death. Enoch's done what? By faith, Enoch was translated. He grabbed faith and he was translated. That he should not see death. That he should not see death. He should not die. And was not found. He was not found. Because God had translated him. Because God has translated him. If he had to stay down here, he would have. But God had to take him away. Take him up higher. Take him above sin. Where there was no sin. So listen. For before his translation. Before his translation. He had this testimony. He had this testimony. That he pleased God. He pleased God. Are you trying to please him? He had this testimony that he pleased God. 
It's our responsibility to please God. But without faith, what without faith? It is impossible to please without him. Without any faith, you can't please him. But you must learn to walk with him and know him. Abraham walked before me and be perfect. If you be perfect, I'll make you the father, a father of many nations. Ella Fortson, the question before you came in. Since the Bible said God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. When he was speaking to Abraham, is he talking to us? Walk before me and be perfect. How will we see his face in peace if we don't be found being perfect in his sight? It's not what you think about yourself. It's not what I think about myself. It's what God thinks about me. It's not what people say about me or you. It's what God say about you. Are you trying to please him? The last scripture get the last one I'm going to read. Get Proverbs 16 and 7. I'm going to quit, but I can give you the rest of them if you want them in the book of Acts and in the book of Ephesians and Galatians. But this is the only one that we're going to get tonight. One more. When a man's ways please the Lord. Now listen. When you please him. Shouldn't we be trying to please him? When a man ways please the Lord. He maketh even his enemies uh -huh. to be at peace oh, with yes. him. See, you don't have to fight your battle. God will do it for you. All you got to do, and he's ordering you, is to walk before him and be perfect. All you got to do is the pattern after Enoch. Enoch walked with God. Is that right? He didn't stop. He walked with God. He pleased God. Are you trying to please him or trying to please yourself? Will you try to please your wife above him? God forbid, let God be first. If I'm going to displease anybody, I don't want it to be God. I want to please him. For knowing who he is. Are you walking with him? Have you been to Jesus by the cleansing power? Or you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, your garments spotless are they white? Oh.